Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 73 and a bonus episode of my review of the Great American Bash. NXT's Great American Bash, if you will. It took place in Austin, Texas. In Texas, you know, the Texas place. And uh, if you want to check out my predictions that was at the beginning of the last episode uh it's just like the first five minutes or anything but we'll go through the predictions and everything so let's kick off with this show but i did not kick off this show with the kickoff show because well there was a match on there it was the tag team match uh it was like nathan frazier and nathan frazier and dragon lee versus the metaphor i didn't get to see that on the pre-show and again that that had no reason to be on the pre-show with they even had like extra, they had commercials and promotions throughout this pay-per-view. Easily could have slide slid in this match, uh, but it is what it is, so I didn't get to watch that one, sadly. But we start off the show with the NXT Tag Team Championships. It is Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang defending against Tony D and Stax of the family. They also have uh, Joe Coffey is out there with Gallus as well. We're starting off, the Dawn hits a nice spine buster, dodges Wolfgang, who accidentally squashes his own partner, trying to break up the pin. That was a cute little spot right there, I like that. We got a nice superplex diving headbutt combo by the family, that was nice. Joe Coffey getting involved, Tony bashes him with a crowbar, oh, that's what I'm talking about. The family head, bada bing, bada boom, pin, and we have no NXT Tag Team Champions. It is the family, baby. Tony D and Channing stacks Lorenzo. Oh, fuck yeah. Good choice, I would say, for the opener. Pretty good performance all around, especially Tony D. He was very fired up in this match. He was, he was the one that was most eye-popping to me. I really enjoyed that. It might have been his best performance that I've seen out of him. Doesn't do a whole lot of wrestling, Tony D, but I I was feeling him tonight. He was feeling it, and it was it was showing in the ring. Got some nice tag team maneuvers in this one. I remember Tony at one point like power bombed. I think it was one of the coffees into Wolfgang. That was that was fantastic, and of course it was nice to see Tony back in action. He's been out for I don't know. He's been in what prison for about a month or so. I liked it. I thought there was a nice pace to this match. It wasn't too long of a match, but I didn't think it was too short. I think maybe it was in and around like seven or so minutes. I think it hit the mark. Seven at then, good match. I predicted that the family would win, and I was correct on that one. We move on. It is the Weapons Wild match. We got Blair Davenport going up against Roxanne Perez. Just a little side note, I was doing a little uh, snooping and scouting on Blair Davenport. Turns out she's only 27 years old. Uh, hopefully it doesn't offend her if she's listening to this. I thought she was a bit older than that. And she's also younger than Jamie Hayter, who she gets a lot of comparisons to. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Now to the match. We got Blair. She blindsized Perez at the beginning of the match from the crowd. Perez has her mom and her young sister watching in the front row. We always know that's going to be good. Blair threatens Perez's family, and we got some Academy-worthy acting from uh, her younger sister. She was, like, trying to, like, cry, but she's, like, laughing at the same time. It was awful, but oh well, it's fine. Roxanne goes absolutely nuts. She starts beating down Blair with a cowbell. She's got this freaking Dusty Rhodes-looking-ass cowbell. It's great. We got a frog splash. She frog splashes Davenport through the table, hits a Pop Rocks onto a pile of chairs, and picks up the 
Dobia. I like this. I know, nice use of weapons. The Dusty Rhodes cowbell, that was a great touch in Texas, so the crowd was really digging that. Davenport was playing a good heel role, you know, interacting with, with the family, even though the family wasn't very good, but it was decent. Perez was, you know, she was fine out there. I thought she did decent as the underdog. Wasn't my favorite performance from her. Again, I find her fairly inconsistent. Sometimes it's just not there, but I didn't think it was bad. Still an enjoyable match. Six and a half at it then. I predicted that Roxanne Perez would win, and I was correct. We move on. It is Baron Corbin going up against Gable Steveson. Corbin is rocking a new outfit, and he's got a new song. It's an improvement, you know, it's not bad, it's just kind of, he kind of looks like a member of the Shield or something, it's fine. Corbin also getting cheered over Gable Steveson, so that's very, very interesting. I mean, honestly, I was talking to my wife about it, I was like, I honestly would have been cheering for Baron over Gable Steveson, because I know Baron a lot more, there's a lot more, I have a lot more memories with Baron, and I kind of like Baron, especially now that he's in NXT, but I did not expect the crowd to be kind of booing and cheer and jeering against Stevenson and, and rooting for Baron. I really doubt that that was in their plans, but they fight. They, uh, the fight ends up going to the outside. Referee starts the count, and both men end up getting counted out. The crowd chants bullshit, and I agree. This is garbage. Gable and Baron continue to fight. The crowd is jeering Gable Stevenson still. And, yeah, man, the referees come out and separate them and all that stuff, but... Yeesh, man, that that sucked. That was awful. I I cannot stand when they don't have finishes for pay-per-view matches. When you got a, a disqualification, someone interferes. That's garbage. It does not belong on pay-per-view. This was basically a segment straight out of NXT or Monday Night Raw. This is this is a weekly uh, television free pay, free television type of thing right here. This sucked. Doesn't need to be on pay-per-view. And a very, very rocky start, I would say, for Gable Steveson. In the ring, he was fine. He was doing some suplexes. It was fine. He's very kind of Kurt Angle-y, Brock Lesnar type of thing. But, I mean, with the crowd already not behind him, I don't know what he did. I think he's fine. He's very fired up. He's got some got some personality. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe it's just Texas being Texas. And they're just, I, I really can't explain this one. But this match sucked. Three at it then. Boo. We move on to a triple threat match for the North American Championship. My boy, Dom Mysterio with Rhea Ripley defending against Wesley and Mustafa Ali. Dom pushes both Ali and Wesley off the top. They both take a nice good tumble to the floor. Look pretty painful. Dom is hitting a bunch of three amigos both on Wesley and Mustafa Ali, but... Me growing up a huge Eddie Guerrero fan, uh, he does not have... When Eddie would roll over to get up and do the next suplex, Dom just does not have that roll. I mean, I mean, he tried. I, I gotta give him it. He was doing it. I think he got off like five or six suplexes, but those rolls were awful. It, it made me giggle, though, so it's okay. Uh, Ali absolutely flagpoles Wesley with a gorgeous Tornado DDT, like... Oh my god, that bitch got vertical with that flagpole. It was sensational. Thumbs up. We got an interesting camel clutch and Boston Crab dual submission on Dom and West by Mustafa Ali. That was pretty cool. You know, it it doesn't... It, it was fine. It was cool. It was cool. Wesley dives over Rhea Ripley. This really, really upsets Rhea. She hits a riptide on Wesley through the announce table. Goodness gracious. This is all legal, by the way. Lee kicks out of that, Andy takes a belt shot, he kicks out of that as well, 
Dom gets caught into the ropes. Ali hits a 450 splash. Ripley comes in to break up the pin. Dom gets out of the ropes. He gets up, hits a frog splash, and retains the North American Championship. And oh my goodness, that's my dirty, dirty boy. Dom, a freaking stereo, everybody. And another freaking really good performance out of Dom, man. Like, I was nervous that maybe he would shy away from this and be more on the outside and let uh, Wesley and Ali do a lot of the work. But he was right in there, man. He did not shy away. He might have been the most involved in this whole entire match. I was very, very impressed with all of that. And of course, you got Wesley and Ali. They're both fantastic. They were great in this match. But they didn't, like, overtake the match. Like, Dom was not background noise whatsoever. They all meshed really well together. I was, I really enjoyed this match. And you had Rhea Ripley flipping out the whole time on the outside. She, I love what she brings to the match. 8 out of 10. This was great. I predicted my boy Dirty Dom would win. And of course, you know I'm right about that. Let's move on to the NXT Women's Championship match. Tiffany Stratton defending against Thea Hale with Chase U in a submission match. So we got Stratton. She is working on Thea Hale's back. While Hale is trying to go after Tiffany's arm, trying to get that Kimura lock all throughout this match. Stratton nearly dumped on her head off of a suplex. That was close, man. That could have been really ugly. Thankfully, she is okay. Stratton locks in a long, awkward-looking Boston Crab. She falls over at one point, and she's, like, really struggling to hold on to both legs. She ends up just going single-leg crab with a knee to the back. I was just like, okay, this is... She's struggling with this one. Chase U ends up tossing in the towel, but Thea Hale never taps out, but the match is over. Tiffany Stratton retains the NXT Women's Championship, and, ah, I don't know, man. It was... It was a good match. Uh, it was a fine match. Good's pushing it. I mean, Thea, Thea Hale's getting closer and closer. I think maybe they're going long-term storyline with her. She's just going to keep building up and, and getting better and better. She got in two Kimura locks. She just couldn't get Tiffany to tap out. Stratton was solid in there in that unfamiliar territory. She's not really a submission specialist whatsoever, but I thought she did a good job. Uh, the match was a little bit sloppy in points there, especially like Tiffany falling over trying to do the Boston Crab and stuff. Um, a little bit disappointed, but I mean, mostly because I was really, really cheering for Thea Hale on this one. Uh, I predicted that Thea would win. I was incorrect. I thought it was a solid match. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. We move on to the NXT Championship match. Main event time, baby. Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams defending against Ilya Dragunov. We start this match in fashion with Ilya Dragunov wearing down the champion with numerous suplexes and vicious, vicious chops. Oh my goodness, man. Like, some of the chops that Dragunov was throwing out there, like, you can see the sweat flying off of Carmelo on the impact. It was, mwah, I love it. So good. Carmelo gets into the fight with a bunch of kicks straight to Ilya's face, man. Like, oh my god. And I would say out of Maybe the eight or nine little kicks that he threw at Dragunov's face. I would say seven of those connected right with his face. Like, those were gnarly. Those were straight up gnarly. That was vicious. Dragunov jumps right into a first 48 with a phenomenal sell right there. I mean, it reminded me of The Rock when he took the stunner and he just went like, wait, I think I'm mixing that one up. Well, I mean, The Rock has taken a lot of stunners with outrageous selling. But I think the one that this one reminds me of is... uh the Stone Cold Stunner on Scott Hall when the NWO came back and it just went like six feet straight up into the air. 
It was awesome. I love a good sell like that. That was excellent. I'll give that a thumbs up. Carmelo goes for nothing but net. Ilya catches him with a powerbomb. Nasty landing right there for the champion. Ouch. Carmelo counters a superplex into a cutter mid-air. That was fantastic. Thumbs up for that. Dragunov goes for a torpedo, but takes out Trick Williams instead. And uh, that has happened before. Uh-oh. Carmelo Hayes hits nothing but net, pins, and retains the NXT Championship. Oh my goodness, man. Crowd immediately standing for a standing ovation for, for this was an instant classic, man. This was awesome. This was great. Elite level across the board, man. You name it. Selling was off, off just off the chains. Strikes were so stiff, man. Oh my god. Carmelo was kicking Druganov in the face. Druganov is just smashing bitches as hard as possible. So many good near falls in this match. High spots were on point, man. Like, oh. Incredible performance from both men. I think at this point, uh, these are these are probably the two best performers in the company right here. I would have been happy with either guy winning. I think Druganov could be and should be a champion in this company at some point. It's only a matter of time. I think they're trying to push him into a heel role because he definitely came into this one uh, coming in as the heel, but he's not fully like heel being super evil and shit. I still think he's mostly justified in a lot of the heelish stuff that he's been doing lately but Carmelo Hayes man like even though when this guy first came in and he was in that tournament I was always rooting for Odyssey Jones but Carmelo Hayes over the last what two years or so this guy has been very very consistent one of the most one of the best performers in NXT one of the best new guys in the company and he's been fantastic he puts on great matches with damn near everybody sometimes the gimmick and the whole trick williams thing it's it isn't always there for me but undeniably i i think this is carmelo hayes's best match against i would say his best opponent i hope it's not over between these two i would love for them to revisit this match a couple more times and maybe we can build up to a trick williams carmelo hayes fallout where then those two come to blows and they start getting into a big rivalry and you have Dragunov as a champion you can help trick williams kind of come out of his shell and you know instead of being kind of a manager he can become more of a wrestler he has wrestled a, a handful of times but not that often so i don't know that's kind of what i'd be predicting for the future with this little group here but what a phenomenal match nine and a half out of ten this thing was awesome go out of, out of your way to check this out i would say that for pretty much any drug enough match and it's getting there with with mellow man like almost all of his matches they're almost becoming like can't miss wrestling at this point great match i predicted drug enough i just I felt like it's time to put the title on that guy, but Carmelo Hayes has been a fantastic champion for NXT, and I'm completely happy with him. Continuing onward with the championship, and that is the end of the show. Like I said, I was uh, fairly disappointed with Metaphor and the Frazier Dragon Lee tag team match getting put on pre-show. Again, no reason for that. Um, the production of the show was fine. Again, there was a lot of fluff in here. I feel like they easily easily could have put on that that tag team match instead of having it on pre-show take out some of the commercials which again i can't believe they're putting commercials like this in pay-per-views i'd be pissed off if i was paying a, i am paying a lot of money it's 40 dollars a month for the sports net with the freaking wwe thing so it's it's not cheap it's very expensive i must admit and yeah it's 
definitely not the way that it used to be with pay-per-views when I was growing up, man. Like, pay-per-views, it was all about the wrestling. You'll get, like, a maybe a little five-minute little recap video package to kind of get you caught up with what's been going on leading up to this match. And now it's like they'll throw in backstage, backstage segments, interviews, little moments to kind of start up other storylines. More, it feels more and more just like another episode of NXT or another episode of SmackDown. But thankfully, NXT more than Raw and SmackDown, I feel. Their, their wrestlers step up to the plate when it's pay-per-view time. In the WWE, they'll step up when it's the right pay-per-view. They do have a lot of pay-per-views, so some of them feel a lot bigger than others, obviously. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought they did really good with this show. Other than that, that Baron Corbin, Gable Stevenson thing, that was just purely... If that was on NXT, that would have been... Yeah, that fits an NXT on, on Tuesday night type of thing. That was not pay-per-view quality. That was pure garbage. And uh, yeah, it definitely brought down the show a bit, but... I still thought some of the other matches were really good. I thought the opener was great. The finish was phenomenal. I thought the starting of the show, they, they started out really good. You had the, the the good opening match with the NXT Tag Team match, Weapons Wild match, and then, yeah, you got the come down with the Baron, but uh, I thought, you know, with that final match, almost a 10 out of 10 worthy match. I thought it was just shy of perfection. Dom and Rhea Ripley, like, oh my god, I love what they've been bringing to NXT. Dom Mysterio is the real deal. This guy is not just some fucking little punk. Like, he can wrestle. He's good. He's got great character. The crowds give him the loudest responses. I mean, great stuff. I enjoyed this show. Seven and a half out of ten. But skip that Baron Corbin match. That was their absolutely just pointless fucking match. God damn it. Like, take that out. Put the Dragon Lee match on the freaking show, I would be much happier with that, but 7.5 out of 10, I would love to hear what you guys thought of the show, what was your favorite match, mine obviously by far was Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes, that was spectacular, I just, such a, such a huge fan of Dragunov, I just, oh god, he's so freaking good, and I think that is the show everybody, a short one for now, a little update, gonna be doing a NHL video games for the upcoming GamerCast next week, won't be doing a hockey cast this week. I'll just put, I'll just do this wrestling cast for this one. I have um, some lists uh, getting built up for the next hockey cast. So we're going to be doing uh, my top 10 active players, uh, the, my favorite players that I like that are currently playing, and then my 10 favorite players that are retired and no longer playing. So we're going to go through 20 of those players. And then I think we're going to start getting the ball rolling on the previews for all the divisions. So we're just, once a week, we'll go through one of the divisions. We'll probably start off with, I don't know, I'm going to have to go through and just see which teams I feel are the most solidified and which divisions are are what I feel would be the most done because there's definitely still something big out there in the NHL, man. There's definitely something big out there. I don't know, it like the Eric Carlson trade, is that going to happen? You got uh, Hellebuck and Shifley in Winnipeg. There's... There's something out there. I'm waiting for the fucking shoe to drop, but it's just not happening yet. There's a logjam in the NHL, and I feel like a lot of other teams are waiting for someone to make their move so that they can make their move, and everyone's just kind of logjammed at the moment. And eventually, once that shoe drops, I think it's just going to be a mountain of everything. You're going to see a big whole bunch of trades, hopefully anyway, but 
Regardless, we'll do uh, a couple of, of little lists next week, and then we'll start getting into the previews for the upcoming season, little projections, which teams I think can and will or won't make the playoffs, and we'll begin the whole, what do you call it, the cycle again of me making awful predictions, and um, yeah, you listening to me making those awful predictions, we'll talk about the Bruins and all that stuff, of course, but as always, thank you everybody so much for listening, um, I did say that we're going to do hockey games uh, next week. I'm just going to be talking about all the hockey games that I've pretty much grown up playing. So it's going to be a really fun episode. It's going to be a lot of hockey talk. So, you know, now that we're in the off season of hockey, not so much hockey talk going on. Let's talk. I feel like there's no better time than now to throw in hockey video games. I have to do hockey video games. At some point, they were, there's such an, an integral part of my gaming history. I mean, there was years there that I was basically only playing NHL video games. So definitely going to be having a nice discussion about hockey video games next week. So if you don't like it, I mean, I, I'm super sorry if you don't like sports games. But it's going to be a fun show. There's going to be a lot of fun memories going down some memory lanes. And, and yeah, it's going to be a fun show. And, of course, you can always go back and check out any of the prior GX GamerCasts. Everything gets uploaded to YouTube now. All the WrestleCasts, the HockeyCasts, GamerCasts, they go on YouTube. You can leave comments there if you have questions for the podcast. Send in your questions on YouTube. You can try... All right, let's try. I don't know what the fuck. What's Twitter doing now, okay? What the fuck is Twitter doing? I guess it's called X now. So um, follow me on X, I guess. I guess that's what we're going to do. Uh, I'll try putting out announcements there. But honestly, man, it, like the Twitter engagement ever since like Elon got involved with it, like Twitter's fucking dead, man. It's dead. There's no interaction anymore on Twitter. I put up announcements and everything up there, but it's just, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing it at a muscle memory at this point. I don't know where to go next for in terms of social media. I'm very social media in depth. I'm not good at it and I don't know where to go next. So if you have suggestions of where maybe I should go other than that, YouTube is probably my main home base. Very comfortable on YouTube and I like it there. So everything gets sent over there. You can leave your comments. I highly encourage, please send in questions for the podcast. I would love to read them out on the show and, and yeah, have everybody get involved with, with the podcast. That'd be a lot of fun. Send in your suggestions for any upcoming gamer casts. If there's a video game that you would really like me to talk about, maybe I, I would be able to make a video out of that. Or maybe I can put it on the docket for a video or a, not a video, a podcast in a future date. Okay, everybody, so there's a little update for you. We will be back again on the weekend with the WrestleCast and the, all the recaps and stuff. And next week, we'll be talking about NHL video games. And I'm going to get the hell out of here before I ramble on anymore. So thank you again for listening. We'll be back again soon with more GX Plus Guest.